Alright, welcome to the single track session number 87, part of the Trail Manners podcast. We are back in Bomber Studio. Yep. A little bit different. I look over and there's like a cushy t- massage table. I know, there. right? That's that? the reason we came back, because I have a... I have a stretch session right after this. Oh, that's where the magic happens. That's right. Nice. So if I sit outside the door, I can hear screams and stuff? No, there's. it's all about feeling good. No pain. No pain? No I like, pain. I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back in Bomber Studio. Um, boy, we've got uh, the last week, but now it's crunch time. We're just mm-hmm. super swamped, busy. Yes. But we're squeezing our single track in. Um, we'll get to that in a minute, but we'll just... Touch on a couple things. There's a lot of races this past weekend. Unbelievable amount. A lot yeah. of them are overseas. And actually, one of our Ask Trail Manners questions, man, mm. I loved it. Yeah, it was Like, good. it's a thought-provoking one. It where I, I actually sat up most of the night thinking about it. Did you? Because, yeah, I mean, let's face it. Me and you are passionate about trail running. We've been yeah. in it for a long time. We love it. We follow it. Mm-hmm. But by no means would we ever say we're experts in elite, right? No, certainly not. I don't follow the results as closely as it maybe I should. Yeah, um, but I mean we're honest about it, right. and we're just a couple guys that you know do have a little background or history in it. Mm-hmm. No bunch of people in it, right? Um, but there's you know by no means why what by what we answer on Astro Matters is biblical, right? I mean <laughs> it's it's uh it could be open for interpretation yeah, a lot of times. There you go, um, and which is which is awesome, it's right? Fluid. Um, but let's start off by uh, probably the big one, which um, and there's a per- I just have this soft spot for one of these individuals as well. But the Ultra Trail Mount Fuji took place this past weekend, right? Which is a big race, and it's been yeah. picking up steam every year. It seems like sounds like a cool race. It does. Sounds really rad. Um, and uh, it's just it, I just chuckle when I see results sometimes, especially when I see Courtney DeWalter on the top. Yeah, I'm right. like, okay, settle down. Right? I mean, she's killing everything. Oh, I know. So, <laughs> this is, and these are highly competitive races. Yeah. Okay? This isn't like, you know, a small first year, nope. let's see how this works. So, she won the women's race in 23.57. Yeah. And the next female was two hours behind her. That's pretty significant. That's significant, especially when you're talking about international competition. Yeah. And you're talking about how competitive these races are. Yeah, especially the ultra-trail world. Those yeah. are supposed to be the most competitive races in the world now. Well, on the men's side, it was, you know, the the winner who we'll talk about, he won it with 5K to go, and it was like a five-minute difference from first and second. So that just right. kind of gives you a different perspective yeah. of two things. One, how dominating Courtney is. Yes. You know, and two, just where's everybody else, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, where are we? So as we mentioned, Courtney DeWalter won 2357. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's won like four races this year already. Took right. second at one. So she's she's doing pretty good. Which one did she take second in? Do you I remember? C- I can't remember. It's like a week after she won something, I think. I can't remember, and yeah. I should, and I'm sure someone out there knows. But, yeah, so she's doing pretty well for herself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the men's side, this is one I just – so when I was part of the Pearl Zumi Ultra team, kind of managed that team – just getting to know all these athletes was amazing. But we had one athlete, Dylan Bowman, yeah. who is the most, I don't know, being around him is just awesome. He's right. just a fun guy, um, you know, not a mushroom fun guy, but like a fun individual, just electric and just so personable. So anytime I see stuff with Dylan, I get excited because I know the type of person he is. Right. Um, but he won in 1921. And how it played out is the gentleman, I can't. I wish I had the second place guy, but he was out front all day, right? Like crushing it, and with five k to go, Dylan passes him. Nice. That's amazing to me. Ultra That's, stalker. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> it's just like okay, I'll reel you in when I'm ready. A hundred and three miles. Yeah, 
Isn't that 102 crazy? miles. He's sat on his heels, yeah, right? He took it. Um, That's but being patient. Super pumped for Dylan. If you check out anything, like I think he's got a, I don't know if he's got an athlete page or a personal page, but I follow him and we're friends on Facebook. But the stuff he posts and write is just so he's a good guy. eloquent. Yeah. You know, it's just like so personal. It's not like I'm better or elitist. Right. It's like this was awesome. I he feel fortunate. He does have a blog. Yeah. And, uh, so I think it, he's big on the Twitter is he? Yeah. Okay. I'm not a Twitter guy. I try, either. and I wish I was because there's fun stuff. Like people show me like stuff. Mako people does are like or... super committed to that that platform, yeah. right? But it seems like a lot of people switched over to Instakitty. Yeah. And they're both fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not a Twitter guy. Yeah. I, I wish I was. Um, but yeah, congratulations to both of the Americans for going over and, yeah. and doing really well over there. Um, that's it's super cool. And there's a lot of other ones. There's the Madeira race that happened this past weekend. Um, yeah. I didn't even pay attention yeah. to the results. Well, I saw the I saw the results, and again, you know, just with the week we've been having, I didn't dial every single line item in with yeah, all the races because there was a lot. Zane Gray took place this weekend. Oh, that's right. Uh, Lost Boys 50K in California, and it's supposedly it's last year. Really? Um, Why? Be, um, I guess low entries because of all the races this time of year, oh, and man, that's too bad. and permit prices. Now, is this Lost Boys based off of the movie? Do you remember the movie Lost Boys? Oh yeah, that was pretty rad. It's got to be based off. The it's movie. in California. It has to be. But it seemed, how long was Lost Boys out? Was it been twenty something years? Because this race has been going on for like twenty nine years. Lost Boys is mid eighties, right? So probably Don't pretty close. Think? It could be. Oh, but it, and, awesome. And everybody talks about how amazing the race is, but just with the low entry and then how much it costs to permit that certain race. Yeah, we get um, it. Yeah, we yeah we get it. We get it. Yeah, we get it. Everybody wants peace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's just a lot of races going on this past weekend, and it's hard to keep up with all of them and who's running and who's not running. And, right. And the significance, you know, because it's like, I don't want to say these races are too small when we're talking about a Fuji, but right. just a lot. Meatwalk's coming up. Yeah, and we're just not. That as, used to be huge. That was the, the Mama Jamba, right, for yeah. years. I mean, I'm sure the, they still sell out, but. That was the 100K. That was right? like the last prep race for for Western States mm-hmm. for most people, right? It was. Back in sure. the day. And it is, like Joel said, it's still a, an A race. I, but I, it's just I'd different. Like to do that eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, that one is the one. I, all I remember is uh, Scott Jaime, he's my, my source, but he run it, and he's like, right. man, there's just stretches of that that are, is it Poison Oak, Poison yeah, Ivy, that one is of the, the two. the reason I don't want to run yeah, it, Yeah, and so I see all the photos. Yeah. Every year you'll see photos at the finish line. And I, here's the thing. If I have a pair of shorts or a pair of socks that got it on there, people are like, how do you wash it out? You How do I wash it out? Throw it away. Toss it in the trash. Exactly. It's you not worth it. Away. <laughs> it's not worth it for me, you know. Exactly. I don't take my number, my favorite pair during that race, right? Right. Uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of races going on. Um, and there's one coming, you know, another one coming up this weekend that we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got a lot of play this past week on social media, which was a lot of fun. Is uh, your trail noodling experience? <laughs> and it was pretty funny because there's some skeptics. Yeah. Right. And they're like, "Why did you do that?" You know, are you not being safe and everything else? But it was fun it was for me funny. because I was far away. Yeah. But what would have been funnier, though, is if you would have scared me and started shaking your arm and screaming, <laughs> I would have ran. I would have just took off. <laughs> you know, I would just, because it reminded me of the old school Flash Gordon where he sticks his arm in that tree stump and oh, hope that thing doesn't oh, sting that's him. that's right. That's what it reminded me of. I'm like, that oh, was dude. So good. And if you would have started yelping and hollering, I would have been gone. <laughs> I'm like, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was pretty funny because we saw Preston Wood, we saw Ben Wallace yep. and Ben's brother out there, and we were kind of that's where the kind of came across because it was a brand new 
hole. Badger hole. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple badger holes just on that section. Very fresh badger hole. Um, but yeah, so it's trail noodling, so it's uh, kind of a new yeah. thing, right? That's right. You stick your arm down that hole, and you just, you're not sure what you're going to get. You're not sure what's going to get inside. That's is it right. going to be like a bunny? Yeah, you're that's right. pull a bunny out and say, look how cute. <laughs> or is it going to be the bunny from, you know, uh, Monty Python? Yeah. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, then I, I want to th- I want to throw a thanks out and a props to Jeremy Haddock for doing my first uh, clip tie challenge. <laughs> That's funny. Um, that was super funny, and he was all decked out in trail mat. And hey, did he not look good? He looked dapper, svelte too. Mm-hmm. Um, talking good. to him, he's been doing you know because he had a question a few weeks ago about yeah. eating and all that. And he's he's dropped some lbs, he man. Looks good. He looks really good. Yeah. Um, and I think he's ginger fit. Ginger fit. He's <laughs> he's svelte. Ginger svelte. Uh, but looking great. Um, so thanks for posting photos of that. Um, we didn't get a lot, whole lot of feedback on the new Trail Manor swag. Um, we're just getting like uh, I heard people. You know, I got a comment of uh, a shirt with taper up on it. Yeah, uh, tanks. Saw that. And then we saw tanks. But again, tanks. it's uh, what, what style? Because it's hard to know. pick. Because you put, don't go with the spaghetti strap. I don't think that's that's really that's good for home use for good good running support. Yeah, that's an after party trail manager's after party. Yeah, that's right. Uh, because one of the things someone mentioned, uh, it'd be cool if you guys did uh, Patagonia duckbill hats with a logo. And here's the problem. Yeah. Here's the problem with Patagonia. We're not allowed to buy stuff at a discount to sell. Yeah. Right? So, so if we, we were to do hats, we got to go full retail. Yep. Then we whatever our cost is to put that on there. And then we'd have to throw a couple bucks to make it worth our time. So by then, the hat's 50 bucks. No, you know what I mean? No, we're not going to sell 50 So that would be tough because that would be awesome. Yeah, of course. Because I've thrown a Trail Manners logo on my duckbill hat. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's just we need to get ideas of what would be cool brands or styles, right? I don't know. I just got to find that that tank. That's what I'm saying. And I think there's people out there, especially the ladies, you know, you guys have better feel for that, for the ladies' tanks. Yes. And is it it an all-use tank? Is it something you could wear to a music festival and then run in the next morning or vice versa? Or is it just a running tank? Hmm. That's the other question, right? Good question. Um, so, yeah, keep those coming. Uh, didn't get any information on sunscreen, so I'm going to get burned again uh, coming up. And I didn't ever find that Kickstarter one you spoke about that the elite oh, yeah. runners are pushing. That was huge a couple months ago. Yeah, I couldn't find it. So oh, I'm going to have to keep doing some dig, deep di- deep dive. I'm gonna have to do it some was on I Run Far. I know that. And okay. They sponsored, like, one of their, their race coverages. Okay. That's that's what I'll have to jump into. Yeah, I'll have to go so back, figure that out. back in their archives. Um, and then last Wednesday, a huge thank you to the Ogden Marriott. Surprised me. And we had our, 20, on 25th, the 25th of April, we had our 22nd Street Trailhead um, Trail Manners Trail Work Cleanup. Right. And I'm, so I'm sitting there in the parking lot, and the Ogden Marriott, this is a shuttle bus pulls up. And I'm looking at it going, oh, great, we're going to be, you know, we'll be running and we'll start to do trail work. And they come up, are you in charge of the trail work? And I'm like, but well, depends on which one you're here for because I knew there was a couple going on. And the lady right. comes over, we're here for the trail manners one. I'm like, well, then that's us. Yeah. And they had about uh, seven or eight people from Ogden Marriott yeah. um, that showed up. So they helped out. And then we had a killer show up. We probably had close overall to 20 people. That's great. So we cleaned up the trailhead, yep. um, all the trash we could. Um, and then we went out on the trail, did lots of trimming, which right. is needed on this trail. Yeah. And there's still more to be done, but mm-hmm. we just ran out of daylight and time, uh, personally. Um, but I need to apologize. I Dude. feel horrible. Uh, oh, Garth Harris. Garth, Garth so got left on the mountain. Yeah, so I was you know, kind of running the whole thing, and there was about 20 people there, and it was about right. 6.30. Yeah. And we were calling it a day, and so I'm checking everything in, putting stuff in the shed, the tools. And I had my daughter, so I headed home, and I get a 
text from Garth. Hey, yeah. I got left out on the trail, right. and here's where the stuff is. Man, I could not tell you how bad I felt. Right. It's just I knew because people left early. Yeah. And I, you know, people are out on the mountain on the trail, mm-hmm. coming and going. The Ogden people left, and I didn't know they were gone. Right. And so I just, my fault, assumed everybody had gone because we met back. And right. So I feel horrible, but Garth, thank you so much for all the work you did as well, and I. I personally apologize and i know i did it on text but man i'm so sorry because right. i appreciate you showing up and i apologize that happened but man had a great turnout everybody that was there kick butt you know we yeah. had some you know some people that i'd never met before mm-hmm. and people of course that we know there's like and i don't want to leave names of preston wood ben wallace right uh, dan wallace brought a crew out mm-hmm. um, jason child uh person oh, nice. that's always followed he showed up it was awesome to meet him he's actually volunteering this weekend at the trail right festival on. so there's just a good group of people you know obviously garth was there um it was fun and we got a lot done so thank you for doing for showing up and doing all that um, let's just jump right into uh, the Trail Festival this weekend. Okay. So we've been buried in trying to get everything done. Yes, you know, um, scrambling, scrambling, making sure we got all everything taken care of. We're still working on a few things. So here's how it works: we get excited for eight months for this thing. Yeah, how it unfolds, and then two weeks before. Anxiety kicks in. Oh, huge. And I've laid off the ice cream for the last week and a half, so I feel really good about myself. Yeah. Like, that's my go-to and I'm stressed. Right. I haven't had time to be stressed because of everything going on. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we're on crunch time right now. I think we're good to go. We're really close. Um, a few more details. Yeah. Um, but I'm really important excited. <laughs> yeah. There's some important ones coming through, but I'm really excited. Um, this launches on, you know, Thursday, May 3rd. Mm-hmm. So the day before Friday night, and just yeah. so everybody's aware, we got about twenty tickets left for Friday night. Yeah, the, the Friday one is. I'm I'm still a little nervous about Friday. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I'm like I'm not even worried about. Um, for some reason, there's there's something that's making me anxious about Friday. As long as the beer's there, I'm good. I'm okay with that. If Ricky doesn't show, I'm fine. Still, long as the beer's there. Okay. I'll just put on. You know, I'll just act like I'm him. <laughs> there's some All people right. that may not know. Okay. <laughs> I, for some reason, I'm still anxious about that. I don't know why. I'm good to go. Saturdays where I'm anxious, just because there's yeah. so many details. There's I mean, a lot of details. You know, you've got the, the course marking. Then we got to set up the uh, kids' K course. Then we got all right the checking in. Then yeah. we got the vendors that are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, there's just so Once many things. Set up and we start checking people in. I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's just it's just a lot. Like it's not just a race. It's like a whole There's weekend. Three races. Yeah, and a whole weekend. So it's a lot of work, but we do have a good list of volunteers. We still, you know, if you are going to be around and want to show up to say hi, please do. Um, yeah. The expo is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. We've got so many cool people that are going to be there. Plus, if you know you want to help out, you have some time. Probably won't turn you away. We probably could nope. find a role for you. We sure can. Um, and all the people that have volunteered, thank you so very much. Again, this cannot happen without volunteers or we would just be wrecked. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, man, we got a great menu um, for the food. Yeah, street um, tacos. Street tacos with, and good ones with beans and rice. Full and plate's five bucks. Full plate or a buck a taco. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to have to bring like 40 bucks. I know. I'm walking out of there bloated. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun night. Please, if you haven't. If we haven't met you yet, come say hi to us either day. You know, right. I mean, we're never too busy. Please stop us no matter what we're doing and just say, oh, introduce yourself because we'd like to meet everybody. And we could, you know, we're just excited about this whole thing. Um, and once again, I'm excited about Sunday just as much as I am Friday and Saturday because Sunday, Sunday means is. I can take a breath. Yes. I actually, I'm looking forward to Sunday. <laughs> I know, I take too. a big breath and do some stuff that I've been putting off. Yeah. That's kind of where it's at because it's been, it's been crazy. But we're super excited. It's our second year. 
list of amazing sponsors and the fact that a lot of them are coming from out of state. The Putts guys are coming down, the Putts crew, guys and gals are coming down. Yeah. Um, we've got Elevation Culture, who's not a sponsor, but they do our finisher medal awards, oh, and they are amazing. In fact, a pleasant surprise. I'm, I'm being surprised because we haven't seen the Friday night ones yet for Transamericana. Oh, we haven't? Oh, no. Shoot. This is going to be a huge surprise. Um, but so I er- saw the... The Gib Wallace one and the kids. They're so one. awesome. They're so cool. Um, but he's coming out. Eric from he's coming from San Diego to the event. Yeah. Uh, Chris from Squirrels Nut Butter, uh, one of my absolute favorite people. The Chief Lubis. He is man, he's and he's coming coming from Arizona, bringing some stuff. And you, you, you ready for that check. hug? Oh man, uh, you he know gives it. The best hug. He does, man. He's the neatest guy. I yeah. He disarms right away with yeah. that hug. You're like, oh, shit. What do I do now? Yeah. It's like we're besties. I know, right? Um, he's just so awesome. And, and it's great because you can see on social media how much people enjoy being around him. Yeah. Because he goes to these events. He's a good guy. Just a great guy. So he's going to be there. I mean, mm-hmm. we got the folks from Sign Garage are going to be there. Of course, you know, Solomon, Amr Sport, Connor, and Brittany are going to be there. Mike's yeah. going to be there. We're going to have shoe demos. Mm-hmm. Um, so many amazing sponsors for this event. Mountain Luxury is going to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so make sure you swing in and say hi to everybody. Um, we even have a couple. I know David Tarkelson from the Beaverhead Endurance Runs is going to be down there talking about his all his races. Oh, um, I didn't know that. That'd and, be good to see him. Yeah, and then, of course, we know Barking Goat Studios is showing up with some swag oh, to sell. Really? Yep, nice. so he's going to be down. He's the one that's done quite a few of our logos. Yeah. He's a graphic that's designer. So cool. He's got some shirts being printed. You know, people from Putts Have Stickers are going to be handing out. Yeah. Um, so we have all them. Mackenzie Exhibit has just more than stepped up for the Kids K. Yeah. Um, all kinds of goodies for those youngsters. That's um, going to be, like, I the highlight our, of the day. Besides, I mean, yeah. Going forward, I think that's our ace in the hole. Yeah. Is the Kids K. It's awesome. I mean, it's the sad part. Like, I've been... St- we could only do a hundred kids this right, year. This year, and I'm just I hope people don't show up to want to register because I don't. You have to almost turn them away, but yeah. it's sad to turn a kid away, right? right? But it's a free event. We've already mm-hmm. we've got like our max participation already set up, and we definitely don't want kids signing up and not walking away with anything. Yeah, that's the big thing. Right? You know, it's like all these kids are pre-registered and they walk away with stuff, and then some that don't. I mean, right. it's a bad thing. So. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be fun. And if you're in town, Gear 30 is going to be there, but swing in their shop. It's right down the street. Yeah, if you and need they, a water bottle. Anything. For man. the race. Because for the 10-miler, you're going to want a water bottle. Yeah, and we will have water at the turnaround. Yeah, um, Scratch Labs. Scratch Labs. We'll be at the turnaround. Because they're one of our sponsors. It's a 10-mile race, and it's going to be hot. It'll be warmer than maybe some are used to. It'll yeah. be in the evening, which is nice. Still, um, it's 5 th- o'clock, it's going to be maximum temp. Yeah. It'll, it'll, be, be se- it'll be 80 degrees, probably. Yeah, I'll be... You'll be, I'll be in my speedo when you cross the finish line. It's be that hot for me. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of great sponsors for this race. I mean, the list goes on and on. American Nutrition is going to be, you know, they won't be there, but they are one of our sponsors for the event. Um, man, who am I missing? I got to be missing somebody. The clinic, physical therapy and human performance. Guys, they're going to be there, right? They're going to be there, and they're going to do a little session. Nice. Um, and we've talked about it because they're they're providing um, the, what are they called? The bands. What are those? There's a, tech, a term for them. The bands that you oh, can yeah. do exercises. Light exercise bands. Yeah, exercise. There we go. Yeah, you can, the bands you do exercises with. <laughs> exercise bands. Those. And he's going to be doing a quick clinic because they're yeah. giving those away. Nice. They did and that so, last year. They did. And those so are great to have. They're a really good tool. Yeah. Um, we talk about those all the time. Make your hips strong. They will. Um, the Ogden Trails Network is a sponsor. Doesn't look like they're going to have a booth there. Um, I would be running the booth, and I'm not going to have time for it. No. Um, but they're a great sponsor, obviously, for the trails. Excited to see a lot of the family from Gib Wallace. Because, yeah. um, again, I mean, 
it seems like I always meet somebody every year. It's like, oh, I'm Gibbs' nephew, uncle, right. you know, cousin, grandkid. A lot of them are going to be on the the trail helping with uh, course marshal yeah. duties, volunteering on the trail. Sweet with sweep. Yeah, the sweeps. Uh, but yeah, all the Wallace family. And there's even some in the kids' K. Yeah. I mean, this is so cool. I'm mm-hmm. so excited for this event. I just my problem is I always struggle with wanting to put on the perfect event, which yeah. never happens. So. Uh, it'll be fun though, we'll, and I'm looking we'll forward best. to meeting. Every, yeah, we absolutely will. We're throwing out all the stops we can think of for sure um, to p- pull out the best event possible. And so we just hope everybody has fun. And those speedsters in the ten mile, oh. I'll bring some crispies, That's some right. crisp hundos, you know. And then as you go down the list, I think that I think we said fourth place gets fifty bucks. Yeah, that pays for your entry. Uh, yeah, Come pays on. for your entry, and you get also you get all the free swag. So yeah, there's going to be some change being handed out, some oh. crisp ones, plus Armor Sports are donating. Sunto, trainer watch for the first place people. So you're yep. gonna and second place gets a pair of shoes. Third place and fourth place get gift certificates. Yeah. So it's gonna be a fun day. It'll I just hope good. we can sit and I enjoy think it. Labs has something for I don't know somebody for somebody. Okay, yeah. Well, I just hope, and we're going to have a raffle on Friday night. we got some good Solomon stuff. We'll throw in some Trail Manor stuff. So there's going to be a raffle Friday night on top of everything else. Um, I just hope, I honestly, my goal this year is to make sure, obviously, it runs smooth, but I also want to take some time to enjoy it, right? Because that's, That's I want to enjoy it. my big worry right now. Yeah, I just want to enjoy this event just like everybody else. So. Looking forward to it. Do you have any questions? There's still time to let me know. I think the newspaper's publishing my cell phone number. Um, they called to do an interview. That, when are they publishing that story? I think it's going to be Friday. Okay. I am, I'm not sure when, but Mark Saul from The Standard, who's one of my favorite writers for The Standard, yeah. he contacted me and uh, did a little write-up on it. So hopefully they'll be there taking some photos as well. That would be cool. Um, so, yeah, let's move forward. Let's get the cruising here. So okay. it's Joel's week for Woody Footy. It is? And no, I, I picked last week. You weren't even here last week. No, we did it in your apartment last week. Oh, we did? So yes. it's my week? It's your week. Well, I'm not ah. prepared. I mean, I saw some really cool ones. Dude, so this week was like one of the best weeks we've had in a period. Yeah. Yeah, that was legit. Um, and I think I already know who the winner is because I always look at them all and check them out. Um, we'll skip that one while I research it <laughs> oh, a little you fumble better. through it? Yeah, because it will be a little fumble action. <laughs> um, let's go into Strava, and I'll, I'll do both at the same time. Then I'll let Joel... Um, take over for a minute. So Strava Week distance was the Nicholas Budson again. The one, Nicholas Budson. The Nicholas Budson at 127.7. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. R- okay, run time was Jake Johnson, 26.06. And climbing, our vert was dethroned this week. So Aaron Hill's all, at last like three or four weeks, she's just crushed it. Oh yeah. Jake Johnson did this week, 32,258. Oh my gosh. So uh, a little bit of vert climbing. That might have maxed, that might have beat my year so far. Yeah, easily. Um, <laughs> so yeah, congratulations to everybody. They're just crushing it then. Um, what else we got going on here? So I'm going to start with the first um, Ask Trail Manners. So we'll okay. come back to Woody Footy after Ask Trail Manners. Yeah. We're stalling. We're giving yes. me, give me, because we had over almost 70 entrants this yeah. week. For, that's, good. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> I know. Um, so here's the first Ask Trail Manners. we got three because I missed one last week. My apologies to Andrew that's okay. Giles because uh, we were trading emails and mm-hmm. I missed the question. Oh, okay. So that was my fault. I'll always take responsibility for screwing up uh, most of the time. <laughs> so and we'll start with his question, actually. So here's the question. What's your favorite real food to eat on course, other than cheese curds, of course? So real food, you're on a race course, real what's your favorite real food? food? Like a solid food, like something that doesn't come prepackaged that you squeeze into your mouth as a gel form. 
Hmm. Burritos at the Gooseberry Aid Station okay. on the Zion 100 course. Pretty specific? Yes, very specific. Very Those specific. burritos at that aid station are a lifesaver. Those are good. Then a, a quick second, the pierogies. Okay. At Scout Mountain Ultra. Okay. I, I was waiting right. for the pierogies to so pop up. So those two are like, like they butt up. There's barely any space between first and second. So those are my, my go-to. And then quesadillas. Quesas. The no, quesadilla. Is number three right there. So there we go. So very, uh, you know, southwest Mexican-oriented, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> That's good, too. Like after post, everything else, right? I mean, yeah. it's just good chow. Either way. Um, and then, oh, watermelon. Watermelon's Watermelon's good. so good on the course. Um, I just can't do, like, cantaloupe. Yeah. There's yeah. something weird about that cantaloupe. I don't know if it's just too dense where watermelon's a little bit more uh, water-based, I guess. So my, my problem with cantaloupe is I think it, it varies too much on ripe versus unripe. It can, right? That's you get thing. one like, that's a little too solid. Or, yeah, or too soft. I think the flavor, yeah. for me, and I don't know if it's just because of where we live, but for me, it's about the, like, watermelon, there is a range of what's good and not, right? Yeah. But sure. I think cantaloupe's range is more broad. And maybe it's because it's not, most right. of the time not as sweet. Like, Crenshaw melons are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you on the on a cantaloupe. It's If yeah. it's not on, it's got to be, like... It's on point. It's yeah. got to be on yeah. point. Yeah. There can't be much vary. No. Like, a watermelon, you can vary a little. A little and you're bit. like, eh, I can still eat it. If the if the cantaloupe's under ripe, like too early still, Ugh. man, it can wreck your gut. It can crush you. Yeah. Um, and honeydews, I don't know. Honeydews are I, I like them, but not. Dude, it's watermelons where it's at on the race course. I'm with you. Watermelons. If oh. it's if it's the right ripeness. Oh my gosh! You just can't in stop. there. You're just in there, and, and it's I, sloppy, and it's all over you. And then like five ten minutes later, like. Oh, oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> it's like I got some goldfish bloshing around in there. <laughs> uh, but that's how I am with that. Oh, man. I like potato chips, too. Not potato too many. Chip, yeah. Not potato too many. chips Just, are always one for me. It's like this very small hand fill, yeah. you know? Um, I like potatoes, salted potatoes on the course. Okay. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, not too much. Those are kind of like my go-to. I, we have friends that like the uh, the avocado. I think if I can pair the avocado with some turkey... Like a, like an avocado turkey yeah. slider? Yeah, that'd be nice. On a tortilla or bread? Yeah, that'd be all right, you know? I'd do it on, I'd do do it on much, a tortilla right? over bread. Like mile 60, that'd be pretty good <laughs> in a race. <laughs> I, I uh, see that going down pretty easily. You know, right? it's interesting that this question comes because I'm thinking, it's like, I really don't eat much solid food. And when I do, it is like a potato chip. Yeah, it's potato chips, watermelon. Um, I don't eat a lot of fancy foods. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even eat pierogies. Dude, you don't know what you're missing. I, I'm, I'm just not a pierogi person. <sighs> so good. If it was a pot sticker, I'd give it a whirl. Yeah, I don't. Pot stickers <laughs> on the course? Holy cow. <laughs> Chicken cilantro pot sticker. I'd probably eat that. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably d- fill my vest with them. <laughs> I tried pizza one time uh, back at the Rain Bear. I tried pizza at mile 60. I didn't feel very good after that. I know pumpkin pie is a big one for people. Oh, I tried that once. I ate too much of it. I, it kind of ruined it for me. I can't remember what race I was at, but they're like, oh, pumpkin pie right around the corner. I'm like, I'm finally going to try it. I got there. I'm like, oh, we're out, but yeah. we got mincemeat. I'm like, what the? But geez, why would you have that one? Mincemeat would be okay. Small uh, one. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. do it. But yeah, I'm a potato chip guy. Um, 
not really breathe. I can eat some avocado maybe, but I don't yeah. do a lot. Even in the hundreds, I look at it. I'll tell you what, though. One of my favorite memories of a race was the very first year of the Pocatello race. Yeah. Um, I did. I can't remember what distance I did. It was the very first year. Right. We're heading up towards Scout, and there's an aid station as you go up, mm-hmm. and it was cold that year. Yes. And they had garlic mashed potatoes oh. with ramen noodles. Oh, yeah. And I looked at it, and I'm mm-hmm. like, no. And they actually booted me out of the aid station because yeah. I kept eating them. I'm like, this hits you the spot. You know what you could do with that is you could put that in a baggie. And just splurt it out. And just and like it a gel. Out. It was so good. And you yeah. know what's funny is I tried to make it at home like a week later. It wasn't as good. It wasn't as good. Nowhere near. But it good. was ridiculous that first year. I don't know whose concoction it was or uh-huh. what they decided to do. It was dude food right It now. was, man. It was. It was like college food, dorm room food. You know food. what make that really good? You put a little flour in that mixture, and then you, you fry it up like a cake. Okay. Top it with some Cholula. Yeah. That's what I would do. Just add that That'd little bit really of That'd be really good in the aid station, actually. <laughs> right. What right? do we call just those? A little, just like uh, you put it in like a little. Like a rice ball size. Yeah, that would be good, too, yeah. right? So we're taking it small, put it in the oven, and bake it, right? That's a lot of prep. That's a lot of prep. But holy cow, that would be good. So if you had a little sriracha on top, yeah, oh. that hit the spot. <laughs> yeah, your stomach might not like it, but. Your taste buds will. Your taste buds are going to be, hell yeah, we're not leaving the face station. <laughs> <laughs> Booting you out. Um, so I hope that helps a little bit. I'm not a huge solid person, and for a few reasons. One, it just, it's got to, because it, you don't do it, I don't do it in shorter distances. So you can, right. for me, it's like 50 to 100 mile races. Yeah. And it's so much of what sounds good. Right. And, and what their options are. So that's the first one. Next one we'll go to. Uh, hey, Eric and Joel, what's up? Happy spring and dry trails for you out west. That's I've been right. asked to help crew a friend mm-hmm. for her second Vermont 100. Other than that, she will be a- uh, other than what she will be asking of me. How else can I be super prepared to support my friend through this amazing event? Right. I have never run an event of this distance, mm-hmm. so no firsthand knowledge here. What makes a crew for a hundred miler work smoothly mm-hmm. and efficiently? Also, I'd love to offer to pace. Another topic entirely. Yeah. It takes a village, so it takes a village, so to speak, to get our community over the finish line. I feel honored and ready to show up and support. What advice do you gentlemen have for a first timer best, Amy from Vermont? Mm. So Joe, I'll let you start with that one on uh, what makes a great crew and then kind of the pacing side. Okay, so you gotta talk to your runner going. Yep. You gotta have that game plan of what they're gonna want through the first the middle and the last part of the race. Mm-hmm. And you're going to either have a Tupperware container of that stuff that you can carry to that aid station. Don't make it so big that you can't carry. But it's just nice so that way you're organized, you're ready to go. Um, another thing that you might want to look into is Ultimate Direction has got this new roll um, that you can attach it to the back of your car seat, and it's got all these little pouches in it, right? So that way you can just grab stuff out of that real quick, and then you can take it off of the car seat and you can roll it up and you can sling it over your shoulder and you can carry it to an aid station so that's another way of carrying stuff to the aid station Um, i think just talking to your runner knowing what they kind of want at certain sections of the race is going to be huge and it's going to eliminate a lot of variables uh, that's definitely my recommendation. And I think knowing your runner helps, too. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you got to have that strong bond because there's going to could potentially be things said that you may yeah. not say normally. 
vote both ways. And you got to know what, what level they want you to push them. Right. You know, are they wanting you to get them out of those deep, dark places? Right. I, to me, one of the biggest game plans is just say, hey, how long do you want in aid stations? Or yeah. do you want me to kick you out? Because that right. could be some, some issues there. Um, but just knowing them, when to use humor, when to get on them a little bit. Right. Um, and just know their likes and dislikes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's a big thing. Because at the end of the day, as a crew, your job is to help them right. achieve this goal. Yeah. Whether it's changing their socks, yeah. Whether it's changing socks, whether it's some gross stuff like that. I mean, it's part of it. But at the end of the day, you're there for them, right? And and sometimes that means tough love, yeah. Right, Mm -hmm. especially in and out of aid stations. Joel nailed it. If you look at races, uh, hundred mile races, I've seen people do really well, but then you look back and they. They spent five hours in aid stations, mm-hmm. four hours, and that's a, right. that's significant. Yeah, it is. And, and most of the time, you don't need that. Ten minutes or less in the yeah. aid stations. You know, sometimes you have that less one where you're working on blisters or they're right. changing clothes in the night or stuff like that. But otherwise, right. you want to get them going. Yeah. You know? Unless it's the uh, Brighton aid station and, the and the runner is dying, literally dying, throwing up, and... Somebody hands them some orange juice. <laughs> Things go south quickly. Quickly. That doesn't sound like from experience at all. No, it doesn't sound like <laughs> experience at all. Um, yeah, I think and if they've run races like a hundred miler before, sometimes it's good to get a feel for what they would have done differently. Right. Um, but a lot of it's just that communication beforehand, right. you know, and just say, hey, what what's your expectation? What do you want from me? Because you got it. Sometimes you just got to have that tough love. Yeah. And as hard as it is, and as tough as it seems sometimes at the end of the day that's exactly probably what they needed sometimes you'd be surprised yeah because let's face it they're training for a monumental task and yeah. you know you don't want to drop the ball on your end right um, because you want to be nice yeah. you know you're already friends you're not there to make friends <laughs> right <laughs> so i hope that helps as far as pacing goes kind of the same thing oh, you know yeah. you just got to know how fast they want to go mm-hmm. what they need but the biggest thing is just you know keep reminding well number one don't get lost Number two is just make sure they're eating and drinking according to what they should be. Unless they're throwing their guts up. Yeah, and then just stay out of the splash zone. Yeah, you're just like, okay, you can eat. No, you're not going to eat. Okay, let's keep going then. Yeah, so a lot of it's by feel and just the person you're with. I know some people I've done stuff with you can really push, right. and some you got to coddle a little bit more. Yeah. And you just got to know what they need. Patience. Oh, my gosh, patience. It's a long day. It could be a so, long day. Yeah, just know that for sure. So hope that helps. Um, and anybody else wants to chime in, please do because this yeah. is a this is the village. And so yep. help help Amy out because Amy's all, we love Amy, man. She is always. I'm hoping she's going to bring us some maple syrup. Oh, some maple syrup because I ran Elvacaro. out this morning. Yeah, and that's the first thing I thought about when I ran out this morning. I was like, "Where's Amy?" Well, and the gentleman I met at Zion, uh, Jeff List, he yeah. just told me he's got way too much maple syrup because oh, he does it back him. back east so you have to find him he's in southern utah still somewhere he? like he just retired so nice. all right so here's our here's our last trail mass trail manners then we're going to jump into the woody footy woody footy and then we'll we'll talk a little we'll bit more uh so the next one to the trail running clip-on tie wearing ip swaggin swiggin cheese curd munch and maniacs of ogden that's right I am pretty new to the world of trail running, especially when it comes to knowing what's up in the competitive world. Mm. But it seems like I hear more and more about Americans on the podium in international races. Right. It also seems like an American wo- the American women are pushing to the front of the field faster than their male counterparts. This is just my observation with limited perspective and absolutely no research. What do you guys think? Sincerely, your number one fan, at least in the Midwest anyway. Right. And this is the one that's super thought-provoking for me. I know. Because it's true, I think. And to me, my yeah. number one thing is here. 
So there's, it's, I can't say number one really, but here's my, here's my gist on jumping to the podium. One, I think 10 years ago, Americans didn't compete in Europe or mm. overseas as much, Let's especially a lot of the big names. I'm just saying 10 years because that's a good round number. Yeah. And I just, it, there wasn't a whole lot. No. Because I remember, cause again, I hate to say it again, but you know, I was, when I was with the Pearl Ultra team managing that, I remember kind of those breakthrough years right. um, for the elites heading over there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it had to do with they just weren't over there because we had so many big races in the U.S., right? right? Um, and also sponsorships changed. Yeah. So these athletes could now make it easier to afford to go overseas. Right. Um, and I think part of that as well means they get to train more mm-hmm. over there on the terrain as opposed to training in Arizona to go run a race in France. Right. Um, so to me, that's that's a couple things. And then because you know, I remember that that uh, breakthrough few years was really hard for the Americans. Yeah. They were getting heckled. Yeah. They were. They getting, were. Oh, bad. Because mm-hmm. we'd send over a Jurich, uh Carl, Carl, some wow. of the big names at, at the time, and they weren't performing well. Not, um, and I remember that because they were getting heckled. Yeah. Like from Europeans on social media. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is funny. And there were there were cartoons, caricatures mm-hmm. coming out of like. The Americans doing poorly. Right. DNFing. Yep. Uh, Anton was big during that time, and he right. had some issues over there. So that even breakthrough over there was was rough. Yes. We, Americans took a lot there of heat. Good six years that they did not perform well. Yep. I mean, we had one or two. Yeah. That did well. Okay. Let's let's not deny that. No. Yeah. No. There's always been that consistency has not been there. Well, and especially now where you're seeing more like Hayden Hawks going over yeah. and. Courtney and Dylan and right. you know some of these other athletes that have done it, and a lot of it too to me is they're they're getting out on the course and every time like Carl, I remember when Carl first he was kind of one that helped break that cycle and right. he was like, it's different over there. It is. They all wear use poles. Yeah. They and do they cut switchbacks. Fast. And they uh, they do they run more than the lot here. Like um, they full on sprint out of the gate. Yeah. And so there was just this whole different world of racing yeah. in Europe. And I feel pretty lucky to kind of, like I said, I was kind of a part of that world. I never went over there, but just hearing a lot of the stories, like, holy cow, it's it's more of a carnival experience. Right. There's just so much going on. It's hyped. Yeah. Um, and again, they got out, you know, the Americans got out more on the trails. They understand kind of the, I won't say rules, but more of the culture yes. of, of how they raced. Mm-hmm. You know, because no one used poles over here. No. And now poles got big, and then they, uh-huh. you know, and then they all were a one-piece lycra, you know, and I all these different changes. Thank good, goodness, we're not doing that. Yeah, that didn't that didn't transfer over as much, but um, but I think for me that's a lot of it. It just took some time for a lot of Americans to go over there mm-hmm. and be welcomed. Right. You know, it's like it's like going somewhere and feeling out of place and right. trying to perform well and eating different food than you're mm-hmm. used to. You're not allowed to have pacers. Yep. Just there's so many different nuances. So to me, that's a big part of it. And now it's just the American. But also, I think the American trail scene is deeper now. It is. Before we had five, ten people that yep. were elite, maybe, mm-hmm. and now you can't even make yeah. a list. Fifty. Yeah. And so I think now there's just more exposure to them. Oh, yeah. And, again, the, some of the, Euro- the Europeans are coming over here. They never used to come over here like they do now. True. I mean, now that Western State's part of the uh, World Trail Tour, yeah. well, they'll I mean, come over, and then everybody wants to get in the hard rock, yep. right? So that's changed because now they pick and choose their races. There's more races, so yep. the field is more spread out. Yeah. It's not there's four races and all you know the elites go to four races. Right. It's like there's thirty and mm-hmm. you can't pick them all unless right. you're Courtney and you do all of them and beat <laughs> yeah, everybody. Exactly right. She is gonna. Be, she's like the next Anne Trayson, right? Yeah. 
And, and that makes a good point is even in the women's field, there wasn't as many elite female runners. I mean, you could name them on one hand at the time. Yeah. Like Nikki Kimball was in there, Ann Trace, and, right. you know, there's a few of those. And now the women are, are deeper. Oh, man. And and I think to exposure, you know, mm-hmm. social media, all that, you just know more about these races where before you didn't. I think you're seeing a lot more road people or kids coming out of college that are like, I'm going to go check out this trail scene. You know, if I do well, I can actually make a decent living Yeah. for a short period of time. Yeah, and that's, that's a great point. Now you can make a, a living being an ultra runner if you're yeah. one of the best. Right. And so they can do these things. Yep. It's easier for them, for their sponsor to pick up their flight, keep them there for four weeks. Right. You know, feed them, have a chef, mm-hmm. which some of them do. Um, so I think there's a lot of variables to it, but it's a great question because it is just every year it just seems like Americans do better and better over there. Yeah. I think this year you're going to see a pretty good performance. I mean, we're already seeing it. So Jim went and won at uh, Terrawera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dylan and Courtney here. Yeah. And you've always had, you know, like the Haydens have won. And, yeah. Um, He's about you know, Chrissy Mel go has, race for a couple of weeks in Europe. Yeah. So we'll see how he performs there. So, I mean, that's a big difference. Being able to train on the course, mm-hmm. getting more beta on the course, because I know that yeah. came back. People are like, hey, how, what was it like over there? And yeah. it's like, you need to train for this. The mm-hmm. climbing's different. And I remember all, always a big thing was they cut switchbacks. Yeah. You, we're here in the U.S., you're you on the trail. You're and we had that trail. problem at Speed Goat one year yeah, where Killian mm-hmm. did what he was used to. Right, Because exactly. he was new to the U.S. Yeah. racing, and he, he just, just got cut tired switch- of those swip- <laughs> yeah. switchbacks at the end He's of like, Speed I can just get there quicker if I just go straight yeah um so i mean it's i think it's a lot of that as well the culture's changed i think there's more welcome it's more welcome now like americans are welcomed there and vice versa where at first they weren't no um it was the total opposite Mm -hmm. um making fun of everybody um it's just the culture's changed the dynamic of trail running's changed the money's changed the sponsors change plus like jill said they're just more right younger faster stronger so what about the we're seeing more women on the podium than maybe men that's that that was one I was thinking about, and for me again, you know, I think there's m- more women running in kind of that upper echelon field on on the American side. Yeah, I do, and I, I think on European as well. Although I did read recently that Carolyn Chavarro's got some major health problems; she may never race again. Yep. So there you go. But I mean, we've seen, and Joel mentioned again, we've had some fast women come from the roadside. Camille yeah. Heron, you know, some I don't know their backgrounds. I don't know Courtney DeWalter's background. You know. She ran cross country. Okay, and I think there's a lot of that too because mm-hmm. Sabrina Little. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more and more cross country runners yeah. and, and college athletes um, doing their thing. Yep. Um, but I, I just think to me there's just more women in in as a whole. Mm-hmm. You see that's changed quite a bit, especially in races where the difference is, you know, not, you know, eighty five fifteen percentage wise. You know, it's it's definitely yeah. closed the gap in the participants. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think over, you know women are. Women are badass, man. I'm sorry. I mean, we've we've talked about it. You've mentioned a top ten female at Western. You yeah, know, I think I mean, it's possible. And I just think women are tough, man. There's an article I just read that women are tougher than men when it comes to well, suffering. Duh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. Uh, so I think that's a big that's that's my perspective, and I I'd love to hear other people's perspectives because right. there is so many. I don't think there's one thing or two things. I think it's just a vast variety, right. vast many things that can do that. Um. So yeah. Um, and now I'll get to Woody Footy because then we got to talk about a race. But man, this week's Woody Footy is redonkulous. Like just going through it. I mean, Jeremy Haddock had a great one on Dragon's Tail and Grandeur. Right. Was rad. Photo by the Craig Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura Sipa had one that she's finally in her trails in North Carolina yeah, after that. a move. 
Um, what else we had? We had one from uh, Kate Crooker from Mexico. We had a Mexico and a Thailand entry this nice. year. Or this week, excuse me. Um, Lee Moss had some good stuff in City mm-hmm. Creek. Brad Sween in Colab Canyon, one of my favorite spots. Um, where were some of these other crazy ones that I wanted to make sure I brought up? Because they were rad. Tolbert, he was just in God's country. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Reese was on top of Baird on the putts course with his woody footy hat from winning it. Uh, Nat- Aaron Hill had a ridiculous one um, uh, above City Creek. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Ashley Nordell was in Rogue River, which is just it's oh, gorgeous, right. man. Um, let's see, what are some of these other ones? There's a couple. that I, Oh, Bo Downing, Smith River, River Pictograph. High in a cave, so the cave kind of framed the photo, gotcha. which was rad. Uh, Garrick Aarons, Andrew Giles had another good one. Um, and wait a minute, back up. Yeah, he did, man. It was single track along uh, Fort Saskatchewan, Alberta. Really? And Saskatchewan's one of my favorite did it words. Have a bunch of snow and white in the background. No, no, no. It was kind of gloomy. Why if you photoshopped that in there? Uh, Chad Smith was on the Appalachian Trail as it passes over the New York State Thruway, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. There's obviously road there. Um. Where was the one here? The name so who's your one. winner? My winner this year, this week. Oh man, it's a tough one, but I really did like. And I'm going back to it because I skipped it on purpose, <laughs> so we could not talk about it too early. I really, really, really liked Eric Faree's Heiner 50K in the Pennsylvania Wilds. Oh, nice. He's got a killer pose, run, and he's running. It's not a pose, but it's just the capture of it. Mm-hmm. Him running up an incline with a river way far in the background. It's just rad. So, Eric okay. Free, you're the winner. Nice. Congratulations. Please send me your mailing address, manners at trailmanners.com, and we'll get you set up. So, congratulations. Rad photo. Everybody, this was a killer week, so it's thanks good. for making it difficult on me, and I apologize everybody couldn't win. And now, you know, let's wrap up here. So, we're talking about a race. Yes. It's been going on for five years. Right. It's, or this is its fifth year, and it's. I encourage, highly encourage everybody to head over to their website and watch the video. Yeah. The That's video cool. is ridiculous. So it's Run the Red. Mm-hmm. It's near Rock Springs, Wyoming. North um, of Rock Springs. North um, and east. Yeah, it's 25 miles out of Rock Springs. Right. Um, the website is wyomingoutdoorcancel.org. Yeah. Run the Red, and we'll have that in our show notes. But it's a run for the advocacy of the Red Desert. Right. Um, because, you know, lands get encroached upon all the time. You can register on Ultra Sign Up. They have a Facebook page, Run the Red Desert. And make sure you put two S's. It's not a dessert. It's mm-hmm. desert with two S's. <laughs> um, it's Saturday, June 2nd, which is obviously National Trails Day. Right. They got a 50K, a 23K, and a 5K. So there's something for everybody. It really is. Um, but please go check out their video on their website because it is so cool. Like yeah. it really, I'm not a sand guy. I've always said that. But this is one I would entertain for sure Right. just because of how cool it is. Well, what's his bucket? Uh, the inventor of trail running said Gabe this. Joyce. Yes. He said this is similar to Bears Ears. Nobody's discovered it yet. It, that's what I was talking to RJ yeah. on the phone for 40 minutes last night, and he was—he's a salesman, man. Yeah. And not trying to. He's just so passionate because you can go close. Uh, you get to view Boar's Tusk, which is in the video, which is super rad. Okay. Um, there's petroglyphs nearby. I like those. Um, but you run on a sand dune to start. You run down a sand dune is the start. Okay. And then you go right after that near historic ranch, and then you're just out in the craziest. There's, like, desert elk, which I didn't know existed. There's, like, mm-hmm. a huge thing. They have trophy-sized um, white-tailed deer. Or deer. Okay. Um, there's all kinds of animals, like over 300 species of animals in this ecosystem. Wow. And it looks like sand, but he, and there's this spring in the picture. And I'm like, hey, that's really cool. He goes, 
Interesting fact. <laughs> this is water from the mountains, the snow. It turns to ice. The sand dunes cover it to keep right. it iced, and then it hmm. turns into water. Crazy. And there's a lot more that goes into that. I'm just not as smart as everybody explaining it to me. But it's put on by the Wyoming Outdoor Council. Uh, uh, Council. Um, they have great sponsors for this, but you know, bring your family. Explore the Red Desert. There's so many opportunities to check things out. They do a, a wilderness study area nearby. The first race was in 2014, and right. it was in honor of the 50th anniversary of the Wilderness Act of 1964. Okay. So there's a lot of history behind this race, right. and it really is for conservation of mm-hmm. this amazing place. What I cannot tell, I've never. He's like, you ever been here? I'm like, I never oh. even heard of it. I've seen the sign when I've driven on I-80. Going over to like Laramie and Cheyenne, but I've never taken that hard left to go explore. It's a, it's. Please take some time to head over and check out the video. The yeah, video start, is we'll super rad. There, right, and then I think this would be a great maybe adventure run. Oh yeah, right. Because it's on BLM. Yeah. There's free camping at the start. There you go. Um, but go check it out. Um, he's like, there's like a whole community there for the race. Right. It's only been going on five years. And again, it's June 2nd. I know there's a lot of races that weekend, which is partially why I won't be able to make it this year. Yeah. But it's absolutely one million percent on my calendar because it looks so cool. It does look great. Um, anything Gabe Joyce is a part of, you know, is going to be awesome. Yeah, that for sure. Um, and talking to RJ uh, on the phone passionate fella about what he's doing there and let's face it i mean we always talk about you know conservation Um, this is a really cool event we're going to talk about it all month um, but go check it out we'll have some links in our show notes um but man it is so cool like i was amped last night after i watched the video like three times because it was like super cool so make sure you check that out um and we'll be talking more about that as time permits and comes this month I think that's it for this week. I don't think we missed anything. Mm, lots to cover. Lots to cover. We didn't cover everything. But, uh, um, but a huge shout-out to Sign Garage for sponsoring the Woody Footy. And, uh, Eric, don't forget to send me your information so we can get your hat out to you. Hope to see everybody this weekend at the Ogden Trail Running Festival. Uh, super excited. And then, um, you know, it'll take a little pressure off us moving forward and we can focus on a few other things, um, as well as running, which is coming up. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to ask your trail miners questions, and uh, we'll hopefully see you this weekend. If not, we'll be out here next week.